You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, guess what? Hit it! Hey, it's great to be up in the morning. Every day you wake up, you know that's a good day. Uh, if it's not, you're in trouble, <laughs> obviously. Well, you won't know. Well, you won't know. You won't know. <laughs> pinch me, Eddie. Pinch me. <laughs> I slept in, but who knew? Anyways, we've got a great show for you today. Something different. We're going to be talking to Terrence Dolly. He's the Stanley, sorry. Uh, he's the CEO of Hill Street Blue. I was going to say blues. <laughs> Street beverages. Be safe out there. <laughs> and he produces uh, beverages that do not have alcohol in them. So it's really interesting. So you don't have to be a designated driver. You can drink all you want, and we'll talk more about that. He'll teach us um, all about uh, conservatism. That's a good word. And we're going to be talking to Brian Max. Brian has got a road test on the new four-cylinder 2001 Supra GT, which is a great car. I happen to have one. I got a 2020, bought it. It's Mine's a six. This is the new four-cylinder, which is lighter and a little less sophisticated. All these cars are made by BMW, which is really interesting. Made in Graf, Austria. Yeah? <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> it's no a idea. great thing, Lucy. All over the car. It's all, it's all BMW. It only says Toyota. Well, really you're, Al, you were saying in the green room, what's, uh, where, the Nissan, where is that made now? The Nissan, uh, the Nissan, which one? It's no, the, the Q30. Infinity. The yeah. Infinity, sorry. The Infinity Q30 is actually built in Britain, but underneath it's a Mercedes. So uh, same thing. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, you never know. It, besides, if, if you order one, they probably put the steering wheel on the wrong side, and then you're beat, eh? Interesting stuff. So there's a rumor going around. There's this one guy that was apparently shopping all day. Is this a joke or is this true? It's just a rumor. I don't know. It's a rumor. It's a rumor. It's a rumor. Go. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) So he's shopping all day. And as he leaves the store, he has to do the sanitizing bit. Even in the hospital, you go to the hospital, they make you do sanitize in, sanitize out. Right. So he's been sanitizing all day. And the day gets pulled over for DWI because all the alcohol is consumed. I can see that happening. (laughs) Trust me, officer. I haven't consumed a drop. But don't you find yourself a little leery like if you're going out of store x yeah or you're coming into store x and they have that pump you got to touch yeah i don't do it because who's touched it before yeah but then you touch it and then you put the alcohol on it then it should be okay yeah. safe. but it's getting to the point where like especially is car related when i go get gas for the car i have those you know latex gloves mm-hmm. it's not as bad as it used to be but i'm noticing now as whatever our governments are doing people are getting even more Freaked out, mm-hmm. and they've got masks on yeah. and gloves on, and uh, oh, hello, and, like the numbers have gone up. Well, I know. And, and Alan, I do know. you clean the cars before you give them back? Like, absolutely, you... absolutely. Um, That's yeah. a big point too. Yeah, That's the last thing I do, I, I go for a test drive just to make sure that the you know the repair was all done right. Yeah, and then I take out my roll of paper towel and my wipes, and we wipe the steering wheel, all the surfaces that my mechanic would have touched. I mean, not, we don't go under the hood, obviously. Yeah, 
But then again, most people do not open up their hood anyway. It's so true. Oh, and I got my tires done. I check the oil regularly. I just open up the hood for a second. Let's have, oh, oh, well, hang on. Last time you cleaned my car, though, yeah. just one little complaint. Yeah. The dashboard next time. A little dusty. Oh, I'll get some armor all. We'll do the entire that would be good. No, there but you it's, go. All kidding aside, that's a big thing when you're getting your car done. Make sure it's clean inside when you get yeah, back especially in. Excuse me, one of our later, you know, one of our recent advertisers is... Um, the special yeah. detailing guy. David Tate from Elegant Motor. Exactly. Give it to a professional. Don't leave it to your Actually, I got to send him my car. Yeah, he does a great a job. So, by the way, if you want to do a call in, and we have time today, uh, our phone number is 1 866 744 740. Give us a call. Uh, we're going to do an interview with Terrence Dolany. Terrence, how close to those sanitizers are you getting? Maybe I got a bottle right here, boy. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage with Alan Gelman and David Rediger. We'll be back next with Terrence Donnelly from Hill Street Beverages. Yes. Phones. We're back. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, we're going to hand it over to the audience today, and he's going to talk to Terrence, who is his buddy. Hey, Terrence, how are you? Excellent. How we, are you? We can call you Terry. This is, uh, if everybody's just tuning in right now, this is Terry Donnelly. He is CEO of a company called Hill Street Beverages. And as we get ready for a, uh, I guess it'll be a bit of a different festive season. Yes. But a lot of people are getting into, you know, do you start stocking up on beer, wine, other things? And there's, with a new trending going on in the world right now with CBD-based stuff, with THC, people are making a bit of a switch over. So, Terry, give us an idea of what Hill Street, first of all, is all about, and secondarily, with uh, with the traffic coming up, with more people getting ride programs, how you think it could improve people's mentality when they're uh, partying, so to speak. Well, Steve, thanks very much, and, and thanks for having me on. Um, so Hill Street is a producer of alcohol-free wine and beer, and we're actually launching next month cannabis-infused uh, wine and beer. And so we'll have a full portfolio of all kinds of different varieties of, of both CBD and THC-infused beverages coming up uh, to add to our, our existing alcohol-free products. And it's, it's really exciting to have an opportunity to create really the first real alternatives to alcohol. Um, that, that fill that same occasion and hopefully provide a, a lot of benefits to uh, to consumers. I have a question in terms of in, inebriant. You know, I'm just not familiar too much with, you know, CBD and, and THC based stuff. Um, if if you if you have an, if you have a drink, whether it's your wine or your beer that that has CBD, okay, what what's the effect on me? Well, CBD has no intoxicating effect. So, so really all that the effect you get from CBD is actually just it helps you relax. It's okay. like, it's, it's just a really great feeling. It reduces anxiety. It reduces stress. A lot of people claim it helps with minor aches and pains like arthritis pains. And yes. As a matter of fact, my, we, we bought some rubs, some salve that, uh, aside from smelling yeah. bad, it actually worked really well. But, but, but again, is it not going to, is that not going to affect my driving ability? No, the CBD won't won't have any effect whatsoever. Oh, perfect. The THC infused products absolutely do. I noticed and, on your website too that you guys have made a, a lot of inroads there because one of the problems with with edibles, uh, you know, in the past and and still, I guess, is that people don't realize that how long the it takes to 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 affect you, you know, for to work. 
and and you guys got something that's working a lot faster. How's that work? It, it, it's it's incredible science. We have a technology that has sixty eight patents, uh, either issued or pending, uh, already, and so it really speeds up the onset. You you feel the effect as you're drinking the beverage, mm-hmm. and and then the effect only lasts, um, you know, about about three to four hours is is the uh, typical duration. So Terry, when you're when you're uh, consuming, let's say initially a THC based uh, non alcoholic beer or a non alcoholic wine, if you're drinking that and you say you have maybe three or four glasses of the wine, mm-hmm. how long uh, in a difference comparison between that and a conventional alcohol based wine, if you're drinking four of each, how long should you be waiting before you go out driving your car? Well, I, I would tell people if you're having four glasses of wine, you should be not driving your car until the next day. That's right. <laughs> yep. Till the next day, like you're if you have one glass of wine, in, even in today's day with the reduced uh, alcohol limits and and with with the THC limits being incredibly low, even having one beverage, you should just be saying, okay, I, I'm going to have something. Somebody else is driving me around, or Uber, or Lyft, or any other alternatives to driving. Uh, and that's actually one of the reasons why we we love our alcohol-free product, and that's really how we built our business, is creating products for the designated driver that taste and give you the experience of having a great beer or a great glass of wine. Now, if you got a chance, tell us tell us about the one alcohol wine, alcohol not alcohol wine that did very well as far as winning awards. Yeah, our Cabernet Sauvignon actually is the only non-alcoholic wine ever to win a double gold medal at the very prestigious San Francisco, San Francisco International Wine Challenge. Wow. That's the biggest wine competition in the world. And when, when do you and hope double to... Gold, Sorry. Double gold means that all of the judges in blind taste testing unanimously ch- selected ours as the gold medal winner. Impressive. When do you think, or at least when do you hope, to have the CBD-based uh, non-alcoholic beer and wine on the market here in Canada? We expect that those will be on the market in 2021. Right. So if people want to check out more about doing some e-commerce where they can buy it online, what's yeah. uh, what's your website, uh, Terry? Hillstreetbeverages.com. Okay, great. Listen, have a great weekend. Uh, and by just one last thing, where if there are people who are listening in the GTA right now, where can they buy it uh, here in, uh, in the GTA? So our non-alcoholic products are at every major grocery and drugstore, Loblaws, Shoppers, Sobeys. Uh, you name it. We're in about 8,000 stores across the country. And the cannabis infused products will launch in mid-December, and they'll be available through licensed cannabis retailers. Great. Well, let's, keep, let's keep in touch. And uh, Al and I may go shopping later on this afternoon, and we'll uh, try some of that out and uh, see if his drumming improves. O- only because it tastes so good. It, <laughs> it does. All the best, Terry. It's always great to hear new products launching in Canada. It's great innovation. Best of the season to all of you. Okay, bud. Cheers. Yeah, that, that was important because I read on his website, apparently some of the other products don't taste so hot. Wow, there's some nice stuff. That Sauvignon he had, very nice. This is Dave's Corner Garage. The phone lines are wide open, and we'll take your calls throughout the uh, morning. And we're going to be talking to Brian Max in a bit about the Toyota Super 2021. Was it the G1, Dave? GT. GT. Great. Dave's Corner Garage will be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to go back over to the man who had uh, hand sanitizer rumors. <laughs> Don't drink the stuff. Just put it on your hands. All right. We have a phone call from uh, Georgetown, beautiful downtown Georgetown. Um, and the young lady, Lynn, has got a question about her window. Lynn, good morning. Good 
Good morning. It's uh, yeah. How are you? You know what? My you don't know. If we get up in the morning, it's good. <laughs> Lynn, is the window up or the window down? We have to know how quickly we have to get an answer to you. Oh, okay. The window's up at the moment. Perfect. So, um, the the big thing is um, I can't open the window from the controls on the left hand side of the driver's side to take the window down, but you can take the window down on the passenger side. For which window? For the. Uh, the passenger side at the front. So, the so sorry. So, so the driver's window works totally fine. The driver's window works, but the controls on my uh, on, driver's on, side won't take the passenger window down in the front seat. Okay, or put it up for that matter. And then the back door won't open from the inside to go out in the passenger side on the right hand side. Aha, that's an easy one. I know what that is too. Oh, Dave's Dave's uh <laughs> the light went on. Dave, did <laughs> what's you, wrong with the back did door you, and the Volvo? Did you press your button first? Uh-huh. Fifty dollars. This is probably a broken wire. The back door? Yeah. No, what are you talking yeah, about? That's probably the wires that are moving back and forth when she's moving the door. No, that's okay, that's the window. Yes. Oh, so is that your answer? That's my answer. Final answer. Final answer. Final and answer. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dave's probably right about the window. Uh, the wires are broken because all those wires go through the door, and every time you open and close that door, it's a 18 year old car, so it's been bent back and forth a number of times. No, 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 no. it's a 2017. Oh, 17. Okay, okay, okay. Then it could be water in the multiplex switch on the on the door jam. Okay. So there, you know, the, the switches were in the armrest of your car? Yes. Sometimes water gets in there if it rains or you, you spill the coffee or whatever, and oh. that will cause a problem. Uh, that's a very common problem with GM. That's an outback. Yeah, no, but I'm saying it's a common problem in General Motors that... Um, Can I check your coffees, both that, of you? That the, yes. the <laughs> multiplex switches get water into them and stop working. Okay, but the back door, this is an easy one. Okay. You have childproof locks on the back doors. Y- yes. And if you look at the end of the door, like if you open up that back door, which I know you'll have to do from the outside. Yeah, right here. You're going to see there's a little lever there. Or there'll be uh, a sticker that points to a lever. And, and we call it the police car door thing. Okay, so it stops the prisoner from getting out of the back seat. So right. all you have to do is open the door and flick that switch the other way. And then miraculously, you're going to be phoning us back next week. And then you're going to say... Oh. You guys Look were right. You guys. There you go. See, it's a good world. Amazing. Okay, that's I, great. I just did it. Hopefully. <laughs> and I don't have to keep my friends hostage. <laughs> or or now you know how to. We've got another oh, person yeah, for the show. To, exactly, exactly. So for the window, I need to take it in somewhere then and get it. Yeah, it's usually it's the multiplex switch. That's the one in the door, Jim. Multiplex switch. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Well, thanks so much, guys. You're, You're very, very welcome. Well. Take care. You're welcome. Up. I wonder, do Uber drivers drive with their cars like that? Obviously, yeah. You ain't getting out until you I pay. Don't you know know pay. I, I don't know if they're allowed to anymore. They used to. Right. They have to keep the back doors open. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, one 740 4740 if you want to call in. We'll take your calls. Uh, we have a, a couple of emails that just came in. A young fellow says he's got a 2008 Jetta. Uh-huh. I've had a problem and have... Oh, so I hear the music. Yeah. Well, read us the problem. Yes. Well, the problem is that I have no idea what it is. I will drive my car for, say, 20 minutes and shut it off, and it won't restart for about 30 minutes until everything is cooled down. What okay, in about three minutes, we're going to come up with an answer. Well, there you go. And also, <laughs> Brian Max is going to call in and talk about the new Super. We will have a conference. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right.
righty, welcome back. My name's Dave Redinger. I'm with Alan Gelman, and our audience, Steve Scheim, is with us, too. Hello. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, just by the way, uh, if you ever want to take a repeat of a show or you want to listen to one of our podcasts, it's davescornergarage.com. You can go to the website, click the button, and it'll take you right back to the station. And over there, you can pick whatever you want. I think we have almost a year's worth of stuff there. Yeah, we've got stuff on uh, iTunes, Spotify, yes. Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast. And here we go. Here we go. Well, Brian Max is on the phone. Brian is out road testing cars. He's going off to California. So if you want to go to his house, he's not going to be home. Uh, Brian, how are you? I'm great, Dave. How are you? <laughs> That's the story where the guy goes into the barber shop and he, he says, how much time before I can get a haircut? And the barber says 20 minutes. And he says, and he goes away. Then he comes back and the next day he says, how long? And he goes 40 minutes and he goes away. And finally, the barber says, follow that guy. He said, and, the guy, and the guy comes back and he says, where did he go? He goes to your house. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. So you were out testing the Supra. Yeah, both versions of the Supra. So for, for 2021, there's um, the six-cylinder, which is you know fun and, and all of that with a very big, powerful six-cylinder turbocharged motor. But for 2021, there's now a four-cylinder, two-liter turbo. And the best thing about it, it weighs 220 pounds less than the six-cylinder. So do you find the performance? Does, but, I mean, why do they bother doing that? I mean, you're going to build a car, you know, the, the Supra, which is going to be your, your be-all to end-all. How come they have to make it in so many different variants? Well, I think what they've done is the, the price points are, are very different. Yes. Well, okay. So yeah. six-cylinder is is you know it's it's what uh, nearly sixty thousand dollars seventy seventy thousand yeah. dollars um yeah it's all right of course because i've been testing in the u.s and, and in canada i've got u.s and canadian prices on the brain today but um the the what they do with the six-cylinder is they put all the content in it so you get leather seats and power seats and and you know the big screen on the dash and um, special wheels and tires and, and uh, a oh, differential yeah. that's high tech and you know all this kind of content. And then the four cylinder, they take a lot of that content out, but that same content is what weighs the thing down. So in the four cylinder, you get basic seats, no leather, um, smaller wheels and tires, and no fancy suspension, but it still makes you know, 250 horsepower and nearly 300 pounds feet of torque. So it's very quick. It's kind of like, you know, think of it as a, as like a scaled up Miata or something. It's that next level up. And as a, as a performance car, as a, as a little sports car, it's actually wonderful. Um, that, that two liter, that four cylinder, but the, the six cylinder for me, it's got nearly 400 horsepower now. And it's almost a bit too powerful for a lot of people on the road. You kind of don't, don't need it. And for me, who races cars, and I love fast cars, this is the first time in a long time where I've actually preferred the four-cylinder model. Oh, really? You know, you can buy uh, $700, they'll reprogram your computer uh, and and, uh, take it from 400 horsepower to add another 80. So now you're almost to 500 horsepower. And I was thinking of doing that, but, you know, just idling down to the downtown and idling back, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. But what I, what I will say, Dave, is that the, the rest of the car, the chassis, the brakes, the, the, the tires, the yeah. suspension can handle nearly 500 horsepower. No yeah, problem. And it's good. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, but that car is like you're thinking about driving rather than physically driving. If you want to make a turn, 
It just turns. It's just, I don't know how to describe it, but it just becomes part of you. Okay, I'm going to ask you. I mean, so here, let's for a guy on a budget like myself, poor guy, um, I can save twenty grand by a four cylinder and almost have the same performance. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, in the real world, you know, day to day driving, you're going to have yep. um, you know ninety eight percent of the same driving experience driving the two liter as you would the the three liter six cylinder. Absolutely. Well, sure, and 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 if you don't have the power. The brakes on the car are going to be adequate anyways. And if you're the only one who drives it, it's not like you're going to move the seat every 10 minutes, right? So, so a lot of those things, like you say, added weight, added cost. But if you're just a bona fide, you know, want to drive a you know, performance car on a budget, it's, that's the way to go. It, it sure is. It, and, and the thing is, it looks pretty much the same as the, as the, yeah, you can't the tell. four-cylinder yep. is nearly identical visually. And what I found, I, I tested the four-cylinder in California, and I tested the six-cylinder in Toronto. And that Toronto car, that Toronto driving experience, I got so much attention driving that car. It was like driving a Lamborghini. Everybody wanted to see the car. Everybody wanted to talk about the car. So it was, it was kind of a, it was a neat experience. And, I mean, for me, the, the four-cylinder makes a lot of sense. You get it in a nice, bright color, and it looks like it looks like an amazing sports car, and it drives like it, too. Brian, we should tell you one more thing. is It's not really a Toyota. It's actually built by BMW. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. Right? So, and the whole yeah. everywhere you open the hood is BMW everywhere. Even the dashboard and all the controls are all BMW. That's right. I think the, the only thing they kind of do different is the steering wheel, whereas in the, yeah. in the comparable BMW model, the steering wheel's got a smaller diameter and the, and the rim is really thick because that's what BMW loves doing these days. It's very fashionable to have a, a really thick steering wheel, whereas the, the Supra has very much a Toyota steering wheel. And here, I'm going to tell you a funny story. In California, I didn't use the horn at all. I like driving in California. I like driving in L.A. because everybody seems to know what they're doing. Here in Toronto, I actually used the horn, and when I hit the horn, it sounded like a little Corolla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Get that thing out of here. It's a and worm. To change the horn, you got to take the front bumper off. Oh, do you really? I said, I looked into it. They want you to buy a, a horn from a Lexus. It'll plug in, but you have to take the front bumper off, which is a two-hour operation. Oh, oh, oh that, that's a little too much work. So but. I was going to think it would get General Lee horns put in if we're going to do that. You know, dan, 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 dan. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> so listen, Brian, we got to go. But uh, if people want to catch your your review uh, on YouTube, uh, how do they get that on the screen? It's, it's really easy. It's it's Brian, last name spelled M-A-K-S as in Sam E. And uh, I'm all over the Internet. So, Brian, so, Brian so. you have merch on your website too, right? I do. Um, so there's a, there's a link on, on our YouTube channel for Save the Manuals merch because, you know, we love driving manual transmissions and we hopefully can encourage more people to buy manual transmissions before they all disappear. Can I, can I get those racing flip-flops on that website too? You can't. Those are special order only. <laughs> it's too cheap anyways, Brian. You, you wouldn't order it. Have a good weekend, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Bye, Brian. Take care. You have a, one of your favorite things about winter tires and snow tires. Yeah. We have somebody who's gone the line right now, and they're going to ask you about winter tires. But they call the snow tires. All right. Let's put it around the air. <laughs> Hello. Lorraine, Hello. good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great. Tell us about your problem. I got my snow tires installed, and um, I have a Chevy Equinox. Mm -hmm. 
and the sensor keeps coming on to check my tire pressure. Okay. Uh, when you had the tires put on, are they on their own set of rims, or are they not? Um, yes, they're on their own set of rims. Okay, well, the light's coming on because you probably don't have a second set of sensors. Is that right? Do you know? I'm not familiar with it because I called in to ask, is it necessary? The guy who put them on didn't really answer. It's like he didn't know. <laughs> well, it's a matter of choice, really. I mean, if you want the light to work, then you have to buy four sensors, but you'd be looking at $400 just for that, you know? So because the wheels are on the car, they, they don't have the sensors, that's why the light is on the dash. And unfortunately, right till the springtime, you're going to have to look at that light. And there's more to it than that. You lose all kinds of things like yaw control, uh, skid control, uh, the rear end, if it's electric, you'll, you'll lose that uh, ability too. So that light should be out so that the car can actually function properly. Actually, she, she may even have ABS not working. Yeah, because um, last night my battery went and normally it would alert me and I couldn't nothing. I just went out uh-huh. and my battery was dead. Well, it has nothing to do with your tires, ma'am. No, no. okay. No. But, they, but you should have the sensors installed because you're missing all these features that the car has. So uh, let me ask you this question because we've had people write in before on our mm-hmm. Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, when they get their tires, winter tires put on, mm-hmm. how many people do you figure don't have the TPS sensors on them? Well, a lot of people. They just didn't didn't want to go spare go, go spend the money really. Um, and in the past, they were worth like I mentioned, you know, roughly a hundred dollars a piece plus programming. They've come down a little bit in price. You know, they have a, a generic one now that right. will work in different cars. Um, so, you know, and what's, like, the, what's the advantage of getting them? Well, that you'll know if your tire goes low. And? And Dave's mentioning the fact that other-ish things on the car won't work properly if it doesn't know that the sensors are there. So, for example, you know that. I had a car in this week, a caravan, where his check engine light was on. And it wasn't flashing, it was just on, and it turned out it was just a, a very unimportant code that was causing it. But the customer said, when that happens, it disables my auto start. So in mm-hmm. other words, when I want to start my car in the wintertime when it's cold out, I can't do that because the computer says, oh, there's a problem with the engine, I'm shutting down all these other functions. And what Dave's saying here is that if the tire pressure sensors aren't reading properly, well, then perhaps the skid control of the ABS may be affected as well. Wouldn't you think that, that uh, most garages would recommend that, hey, listen, put a package together, buy four winter tires with sensors, and here's the deal? It, well, would, they, it would save you some hassles, too. Well, they are, and I think Ford was the first to do that, where they were putting packages together. You bought a new car. As an incentive, they were selling the tires, the wheels, the sensors. The whole package. And, yeah. and then it's working as it's meant to be. Okay. Got to run? And it's important. All righty. Oh, we've got to take a break. (laughs) We're never going to get to this Volkswagen guy. So we'll do it in the next segment. Well, it didn't start anyways. Well, it's true. (laughs) It's only 30 minutes. (laughs) He ain't going anywhere. (laughs) This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and you can go to our website at uh, davescornergarage.com. And as Dave was saying before, you can see all the different podcast uh, platforms that we're on. And, uh, you know, if you're watching, listen to the show right now or maybe watching the Masters, you can have fun. There you go. Now, you guys are going to get your questions like answers we are, back we are. on track, and right? And and it reminds me of the Beach Boys song. You know, you want help to me, ones? Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. Help and we have Rhonda, Rhonda on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> we got an answer for her. How are you, Rhonda? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. I guess you've never heard that song before, eh? Oh, maybe once. Yeah, it's <laughs> a great song, though, isn't it? Absolutely, fantastic. Not, not the way they sing it. <laughs> Makes us think of the summertime and going to the beach where we're not right now. So, you're leaving no. your car outside? Is that the question? 
Well, actually, I'm buying. We're buying a uh, tractor slash snowblower, mm-hmm. and we're looking for some sort of a portable garage shelter to put it in. But mm-hmm. all of the reading that I do on these portable garage shelters don't they don't stand up very well. Uh, you know, it's funny because a friend of ours, I helped him put it together because he's all thumbs. Um, has an old Rubbermaid one. It was all plastic, and it's been in his backyard for years, and and it's held up quite well. So what did you get it? Yeah. yeah, Rubbermaid makes them. They're, they're they made out of plastic, like a hard plastic, almost like a plastic garbage can. Uh, they're not difficult to put together. Um, it's like like an IKEA of uh, sheds, you know. Uh, all right. And and you could put it right in there. Um, in fact, you have to find out. Some come with a floor, and some don't. You may not want the one with the floor because you're going to want to be able to drive it straight in, okay? Right. And uh, you check at Home Depot, Lowe's. I'm sure they've got them. What kind of snowblower are you getting? Well, it's going to be a tractor. Oh, a tractor. Okay. It's, it's a fairly big tractor with a, with a snowblower on it. All right. Well, you're going to need to know the size, obviously. You don't want to be buying this shed and putting it together and finding out afterwards it doesn't fit. So find out how big it is, and then you can go from there. And the other thing is... Uh, you're going to be parking inside. I would put like a block heater into it so, yes. that, so that it starts when you want to start. Absolutely. Right? We're getting it with the block heater for sure. Yeah. And a fan, it's got a cab on it. So we're getting the fan in the cab so that it circulates the warm air inside. Oh, nice. Well, how big's your property? Uh, it's a couple acres. Oh, okay. okay. Have you got a wet barn there too or what? I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. <laughs> We have a cup holder. How's that? Oh, uh, listen, I would gladly go up there and test drive it with Dave and Al. We can just do uh, we can do laps. So you know what? Who's doing the snow plowing? Your husband? Well, my husband and I. Okay, probably but... more my husband, but you never know. I could do go up. Yeah, there you, you show him how it's done. Get I have on to it. tell you something. My brother, who runs major dealerships, goes out to his cottage and cuts the grass just to relax. And I'm thinking, you're so lucky. You get the shovel snow and I think of nothing else. It's just relax. You can do wheelies and everything like that, especially if you have, if you have a cup holder in there. If I'd be doing it, my wife would be telling on me, I'm doing it wrong or I'm not watching where I'm going. You know? <laughs> That's why you put uh, headphones on. <laughs> With that- music. <laughs> yeah. You can do Help Me Run on that while you're doing snow. Her her job is the navigator, and I'm the pilot, okay? But we should work as a team. That never works. Ron, have a good weekend, kiddo. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. Great question. Absolutely great question. Actually, that's a big thing they do in Quebec, eh, is that they have these portable tent things. Yeah, the portable tents in the driveway, yes. Who makes those? Do you know? Yeah, well, you can get them. Some buddy of ours have a cottage up in McKellar. Right. uh, He bought, because they're not going south for the winter, he bought one of those those tents. So, like, it's a big... With the vinyl on top of it. Right. It's just really, it sides and You see top, him all the right? time when you're driving in the country. So yeah. he's going to put his Mustang in there because yeah, so he can't take it down there. And it's, uh, I think it's like three, three, four hundred dollars. You just drive it in, boom. My, my, my Mustang's down there and I can't get it back. <laughs> it's sitting in the driveway. Well, get it, you know, take a loan out and uh, get a Learjet for the weekend. Who knows? I heard it's $10,000. To fly down to Florida. Ah, nothing. Al did it last weekend. That's not a lot of money. If you, no, but you can I take mean, up to eight people guy, or something. How many? Eight. Okay. Eight. Well, do the math. What's a, yeah, I would be worth it. Yeah. The, we uh, could go golfing down there. Well, what you do the math so that we would charge everybody like three, four hundred bucks and then we go for free. All right. See, uh, that's a typical Dave Renninger <laughs> reply. My right? wife's girlfriend takes at least three three boxes, three, can we three pieces this email? of luggage just for shoes, eh? Okay, All go right. ahead. 
Uh, that is so true. <laughs> See how easy it is to get him off track? It's like, okay, right. Dave. I don't take any luggage when I cross the okay, border. The poor get guy, through the bloody email already. Right. I can question that poor guy. So I have a 2008 ages. Jetta, okay. and I have no idea what it is. I will drive my car for 20 minutes and shut it off, but it won't start for about another 30 minutes until everything is cooled down. What could it be? Well, he's experiencing what we call a hot soak, correct? Yes, a hot what? Soak. A hot soak. Yes. A hot soak. Not where you put your feet, you know, when you want to get I'm a I'm just asking because... Vapor lock or something oh, like that. Just don't get fancy. A hot soak. A hot soak. What happens is the engine actually gets hotter once you've shut it off because, you see, your coolant is not cooling. Cool. You're, it's not being... Um, <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, you're Cir- on your own here with soaking, baby. Cir- circulated through the engine by the water pump. Uh, it's not. So the component, certain components are getting hotter than they would normally be. So what there may be we, what we have to find out here is if you're losing spark or losing fuel. That's you obviously exactly need right. both and then for the car to run. Uh, good chance that maybe the crankshaft sensor is uh, being affected by the heat and then you're not getting the pulse. So it, you're not going to see an injector signal or you're not getting spark or both. So the guy has to spend some quality time with the car. With his yeah, well, I mean, you got to take it to the garage that knows what they're doing and yeah, not exactly. just throwing parts yeah. at it. Exactly, we, right? We had somebody, oh, we had one of those last week. Poor guy in, in Niagara Falls. Yes. Remember? Near the anchor bar. He had a, yes. a noise in the rear, and next thing you know, he got sold two grand worth of front end work. And said, That's right, yeah. I don't understand. I still have the noise. Yeah. yeah typically was... now, we've got another question that came in on Facebook is that if you have a car that's just a little bit younger than 2017, mm-hmm. say it's a 2012 to, to 17, how long... Excuse yourself. <laughs> How long should you let your car warm up, or do you need to let it warm up anymore? Mm. You don't really need to let it warm up all that much. I mean, if, if if you're, you know, there's other components in the car short of the engine as well that need to warm up. Um, but if you just drive it gingerly, easy. Ooh, gingerly and soak in one morning. Uh, you then, then you're going then, somewhere with us, or then what? You're totally fine. The manufacturer. You see, initially we used to have to let the car warm up because they drove really bad. When they had carburetors, right, and and not necessarily because the engine needed it, it just that it drove like crap. Yeah, where now they run good right from the get go. Right, so uh, you know, I mean, I I I start mine up and let it run for a minute or two, anyways. But that's only enough to warm my tush. You see, I want I hit the seat warmer. I warm it, Dave. Dave's putting his hand up. Is I was your just tush, going to say, does your tush need to be warmed? Ford just announced a brand new electric tr- van. Uh, you know, the Ford E-Transit is yeah, the new van, yeah. $58,000 in Canada. It has a, a range of 200 kilometers, and they expect to be sold out as soon as it shows up. Well, I mean, if you order most new cars now, yeah. you're waiting like at least a month and a half to yeah, two months. Here's the thing. Right, Honda's introducing a new prototype of the 11th generation of the Civic. Uh, starting oh, uh, November the yeah. 17th, you're going to hear that. I saw some stuff on the Internine. Of just some early shots, not the whole car. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it looks hot. And there's uh, when we come back, we'll tell you about a big, big recall from General Motors and a big recall from Ford. Al, you going to soak? I was wondering. Yeah, what color do you normally pick to do your toenails? Uh, I liked uh, chartreuse. I prefer that. Yeah, I go black and white. Stay away from me. You're getting too close. I don't have any toenails. Dave's Corner Garage getting weird (laughs) like normal. We'll be right back. It's not beginning to look a lot like. Don't even think about it. Already. It's too early. Uh, let me just finish this. Uh, General Motors is recalling 22,000. How many? 22,000 vehicles in Canada and 194,000 vehicles in the United States for bolts that are. 
putting in the start-stop accumulator. You know when your car comes to a stop, the engine shuts off, and then you step on the gas, and the engine starts again? Well, apparently, uh, this is a problem. Uh, They forgot to put the bolts in. Mm-hmm. And so Minor if detail. you're driving a Buick Enclave, an Encore, a Buick LaCrosse, a Cadillac XT4, Cadillac XT6, Chevy Blazers, Chevy Cruises. Hands up. He's got a question here. Yes. And speaking of bolts, yes. there's also a recall on the Chevy Bolt. Is there? Yes. They've had some battery fires. Yeah, I've, I've heard of those. And yeah. you don't want to have a battery fire in an electric because car. Because it's lithium batteries. Are, yes, because are I don't think they can put it out. I think they just sort of stand back. Put their hoses on it. And, uh, Do you remember you couldn't get on the airplane if you had a certain type of phone? Yes, because right. It yeah. was, remember? Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. the Samsung yeah. laptops. Yeah, you couldn't yeah, do that. Yeah, they yeah. tended to go poof. So if, if, you, if your electric car yes. goes up like that, right? Yeah. What happens if it's raining? If you're not grounded or what? <laughs> no, you just get it. <laughs> oh, there's Al. Open a door. It smells Hope. like Al. Actually, they had to Hopefully retrain the, the fire. Is not is a mechanical actuator, not an electric actuator. Yeah, but you know what? They actually had to retrain the fire department to deal with those type of fires because the voltages are so high. They're tremendous voltages. 48 volts, I think it is, on the electric car. Compared to what? A normal car would have 12. 12. Oh, right, shocker. And amperage. I mean, you got... Uh, 80 amps, 100 amps in a ten, in a. So if you're not careful, it could be you, you could be into one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yes, exactly. Mark, last exactly. recall I'm going to tell you about is 375 Explorers, especially vehicles that are been driven in North America. 25,000 of those are in Canada, so it's a 13 to 17 models. Uh, apparently, there's a corrosion problem in the front suspension, and it could collapse on you. And there has been 13 incidents and accidents and six injuries. So Facebook question. Facebook question. Yeah. This is for Glen Allen Motors. Okay. Ballpark time to wait for getting your winter tires on now, considering it's what, November 14th? It all depends on, first of all, if they're on rims or not, because if they're not on rims, then it's it's more, it takes more labor to do it. Yeah. Um, so that's why if you're the new car, buy the rims because it's better on the tires and it's cheaper in that's the long correct. run to have them. Okay. Why is, it, why is it better on the tires? Because you're not having to mount and dismount the tire from the rim itself. And especially if you have like a, a 45 oh. or a 50 series tire that has a very narrow sidewall, um, it, it takes an awful lot of muscle and sometimes you can actually cut or, or stretch or tear a tire. So that's why you're better off with rims. You finding more and more people are actually uh, storing tires as opposed to like just... Yeah, there's a whole home. business for that called like car ho- tire hotel. Yeah. Yeah, because don't forget a lot of people too are moving into condos and whatnot. That that's they don't have are. place. You don't have a locker. We've got nothing. Do you have a locker? We have a locker, but you can't put them in there now because of fire hazards. Oh, you can't put them. Oh, you in mean your... it's your locker, but you can't put your tires That's right. in there? Why would you pay twelve hundred dollars a month for maintenance fees when you can't put <laughs> tires in there? It's nuts. That so sucks. that's where they're. You know, your my place. philosophy is: I have a car that I drive in the summer and a car that I drive in the winter. I don't change tires. Well, the car won't fit in the locker. <laughs> no. Exactly. Well, his mini may fit in the locker. I still have that. It's been sitting in my brother-in-law. Do you ever drive it in the winter time? Nope. You got a mini? No, a smart car. Oh, smart car. Oh, the okay. smart car. Oh, that's the one that holds the lap record at Cayuga. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, right. You know the weather where it is right now. You can go to Cayuga. We oh, should I, I do wish, that. Yeah, Just rip it time. open and it let is. it fly. Anyway, it's been a great show. Uh, We're just not wanted... finished yet. How long have you been doing this? What are you talking about? It's, you got another minute. Talk to Al. Give him a hug. He's soaking his tires right now. You can't hug me. Why? I can only get a virtual hug. You have a nice mask on, though. I have to protect myself. You know what? It's getting crazy with the masks and stuff like that. We will probably get kicked out of the studio again, and we'll end up... Well, uh, we're hoping not, because we missed the callers. It's you know great. what? Can I, can, I, can I just fetch for a minute? Um, you, can you what? 
complain. Okay, that's good. I I had two people in this week, and I specifically asked them to put their masks on because they wore them as if they were jewelry underneath their Yeah, and they're done. They're cooked when they do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they said they would, but they didn't. And I, you know, there was other people there kind of, so please, if you're told, you should be wearing it anyways. Yeah. But if you're asked because other people feel uncomfortable, please oblige. You know, put it on. Yeah, let's get this thing under control. And for our leaders of the governments, just call it. Let's get this thing controlled. It's nuts. Not that simple. I know, but I mean, how can you close restaurants down and yet have the major shopping malls open? Don't get me started. All right. It won't go there. All right. All right. Say goodbye to uh, Terrence Donnelly. Terrence Donnelly. Yes. From Hill Street Beverages. Hill Street Blues. I love it. It's got to be Hill Street, too. And, uh, of course, Brian Max. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week, and we'll do it again. And get your winter tires put on now. Can you soak my tires for gotta a second? Go. We'll be right <laughs> Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.